Welcome in to the DMVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley, our DraftKings pick of the week. You can go bet on Miko Rantanen to win the Rocket, plus 1,400 right now. He's got a little bit of work to do to catch up to Matthews. Ranton at seven goals. Matthew currently leading the league at 11. But doable. If he keeps up the way he was playing early in the season, the Rocket could potentially be in his future. Why not? 14 to 1. Get a chance to take your money with Miko. AJ, on today's show, we're going to be discussing everyone's favorite trade target, Sam Bennett. Uh, for the for the few of you looking for where Landeskog is, we'll get to him later, either this week or maybe next week. We we will talk about that topic, but y'all really wanted to know about Sam Bennett, so here we are, gonna talk about it, gonna see yeah. how he fits on the Avs. Um, the uh, Landeskog thing was born of a Twitter conversation that kind of blew my mind, where it was like Landeskog is bad, and the Avs should not resign him. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to me, but I, we'll have that conversation another day. We'll put it that way. There we go. Now we're back to normal, guys. You yeah, guys we, we fixed it. Out. We fixed it, okay? It's fine. <laughs> you guys might, like, change... <laughs> you guys might, like, change less than I do. Yeah, <laughs> just struggling with our, our uh, camera images there. Uh that that swap is exactly what the Avs are going to do with Sam Bennett and JT Comfort, right? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know that it's about JT Comfort so much, but yep. we'll get in. We'll get into it, man. Um, that's what we're here for, Sam Bennett. We want to talk about him, and you know he's he's been on the he's been on the market, and I think there are a lot of misconceptions about why that is um, so. right now. So uh, before we start, I would love, I would love to ask, uh, I would love to ask the chat. Um, what do you guys know about Sam Bennett? What, what do you, what do you know about him right now that makes you think he would be valuable for the avalanche? All right, chat. We need some good answers here. Uh, not necessarily. I don't. Assuming Francois isn't dead forever, the Evs don't really need a goalie over Sam Bennett. Um, okay. I know he plays for the Flames, and he's got he a sick mustache. Is what we got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Played for the France in the Q or in the O. <laughs> He's a good old Canadian boy with a heart of gold. All right, there Don Jerry checking in. Stepping it up. He wears 93. Sponge mock bringing all the grit. <laughs> okay. A very unsure depth scoring, question mark? Nice. He's slapping the puck. All right. <laughs> confident. People are confident in Sam Bennett's hockey skills. Okay, Joe's 2.0. Interesting. Plays with sandpaper. We're starting to get somewhere here. Wears an ugly helmet. Okay, well, I mean, he plays for the Flames, so he wears an ugly uniform every game. A playoff performer call there. 
Okay, we've got some we've got some googling going on here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good deal. All right. So, are you guys ready for AJ to enlighten you now? No, it's not like that, man. I'm oh, just, it's, it's I, a little bit like that. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know what the uh, what the consensus around the around like who Sam Bennett is because when I see the conversation, it's it's a lot of oh yeah, a, a Sam likes that his name is Sam. So <laughs> adds up. I'm a big fan of this. Okay. So I don't have to I don't have to do as much untangling as I thought because a lot of the conversation is oh the apps can go get him and he can replace GT Comfer as the three C. So let's start right there with Sam Bennett's not playing center. Never been a center. Um has been previously, has not been for a not, while, has not been there for not a while. the NHL. Yeah. So I think <laughs> his I think his there for like two weeks and that was it. But it was not good. Yeah, he is right now. He's he's playing next to Mikhail Backlund. Last year he was playing next to Derek Ryan. He's not a center. Like this is this is a thing. Um, uh, if you go and read the piece that will be up after the show is. Uh, there's a link in there to a radio hit that Elliot Friedman did where he talks about Colorado's interest in Sam Bennett, which is really the jumping off point for this whole damn thing. But it's yeah, Caleb, we know you'd rather have Ryan Reeves. You'd rather have Ryan Reeves over anybody. We know. <laughs> but the, the idea that he's a center, let's just move this out of here. Because Friedman even says in his radio hit, he's like, well, he's a center. Those guys are more valuable. He's not. Let's just move on. Um, it, yeah, Miko, Miko as a center for the first six games of his career with Borna Rendelich uh, on his wing. <laughs> Good times is not the word I would use, but okay. So, Sam Bennett's not a center. He's coming out of Calgary. His production isn't anything special. But, realistically, the Avs are probably targeting a bottom six player anyway here. Yeah. What would be the other thing? Okay. Not a, not a, guy, that, not, not a guy that you're getting and being like, here we go. Yeah. Like. This guy's going to have a huge breakout. It's not an upside bet, sure. It's someone not not in that way. Not in the way that like you know that you know that somebody will somebody that doesn't know a lot about him is going to be like, "Oh, he was drafted 4th overall. I bet there's some untapped potential there and a fresh start could help him achieve that potential that he hasn't hit in 6 years." <laughs> So let's yeah. not with that. Let's just assume that Sam Bennett is who Sam Bennett is going to continue to be. And that there is not some huge breakout coming. Okay? Agreed. Let's just let's operate under that assumption right now that we're not having this conversation about some hidden upside. You know, maybe maybe lightning strikes and 
you know, you never want to say never because you just don't know. But yes, the guy's rookie year was his best year as a 19 year old. Uh, and it's the only time he's broken 30 points. He had a 36 point rookie season. And then he's been pretty consistent from there. 26, 26, 27. He fell off hard last year with the 12-point year, and he's only got two points through 11 games this season. So, again, not talking about a ton of offensive upside here. The other things that we're not talking about with Sam Benny, he's not a specialist. Again, he's not a center, so he's not taking faceoffs. It's you're not asking him to be something extremely special. I don't think in any regard, honestly, when it comes to the Colorado avalanche, you're asking him to be an improvement, but we'll get to that in a right. little we'll bit. Get to, we'll get to why this is ha- why this is even a conversation, but first we want to talk about what yeah. Bennett is and what Bennett isn't. Appreciate the $2 there, Spence. We'll talk yeah, about all this, that. In a all this money you're spending on super chats. You could have just spent on a wow sub and be playing games with us too. Exactly. Straight up. I don't understand how you have how you have two dollars every day for super chats, but you don't have fifteen dollars in a month to play games. <laughs> so expectations then are what is Sam Bennett going to well actually let's before we get to what he would bring to the Avs, what is he bringing in Calgary right now? If we know his production has been moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. Production moving, uh, produ- production not great. Um, not a face-off guy, so it's not it's not an argument that you can make there. He is uh, sixth on the Flames, I believe. Let me, I have to pull back up my list here. All of his ridiculous statistical deep dive he's got over here on his notepad. Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, yeah, there it is. So right now he's ninth on the Flames in power play time on ice and sixth in shorthanded time on ice per game. Okay, so not so really you're not power play. You're not maybe, getting a guy. Maybe you're some not getting a guy PK time. Yeah, put on the power play or the PK. This is yeah. this is not a guy that you're getting to to play any kind of specific role. This is not like when the app signed Belmar and it was like PK faceoffs. We don't care that he scores 15 points. We ask him to score 15 points, and this is fine. Okay, so these are all the things that Sam Bennett isn't doing right now, which all have added up to this is why the 24-year-old is available in the first place. He wants a larger role. He wants an opportunity to somewhere else to, to get some fresh eyes on his game to try and do something. Now, what Sam Bennett has done is he is a physical presence. This is a guy that, you know, will satisfy the the abs need to get grittier crowd. Definitely. Uh, as we have in the chat, another $5. Thank you, baby. Vaguely sober. If everyone uh, who's ever listened to the DNVR Avalanche podcast chips in $5, we'd be able to pay Sam Bennett's salary. Fun fact. <laughs> Maybe Joe's salary. I mean, everyone, like, ever, all time. Yeah, okay. I think we'd probably get up to Sam Bennett. I feel I, I feel like we might have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> the guys who listened to 30 seconds and never came back, if they put in five bucks, 
maybe we'd make it to Sam Bennett. But that'd be awesome. Also, why would you only listen to thirty seconds of one episode? Yeah, I don't. I feel like if you, you had not get a vibe at all. But if you have an interest in the abs at all, it's like you'd at least give it an episode, right? Like a whole one, and not be like, I can't listen to this. I don't. I don't know. That's just weird to me. Anyway, speaking of Sam Bennett's salary, he is currently getting paid roughly two and a half million, and his contract will be up as an RFA at the end of this season. Yes. Yeah. So that is something to consider, given his current production and the situation with the salary cap. There's a very real possibility that his next contract would be cheaper than his current one. I mean, right about right about where they are. Yeah, wouldn't expect much change at the very yeah, least. There's not going to be a whole lot of room for a raise there. Um, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll just go with that. We'll 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 say two and a half is right in the area. So, despite his contract being up at this year, there's at least some level of contract, or I guess value security here. You know roughly how much you're going to be paying this guy going forward if you were to acquire him. Yeah, and so it's not it's not a huge it's not a major consideration. Um getting him would require it would have to be money in money out. They would have to send money back the other way of some kind. For sure. He makes basically the same money as Matt Calvert. I doubt that would interest Calgary can't imagine that it would um we could get probably have to be a comfer or a jost and to be honest he's cheaper it would probably have to be jost yep i i think that's probably reality and we can get into that conversation a little bit more and more accurately some of sam bennett's effect on the ice in a period two but first we have breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr i always have a hot peak on hand and it always messes with my green screen but you can kind of see the name there you can pick up a hot peak or you can head on over to their website for vanilla tines day get the half-baked harvest get the vanilla porter can head on down to the DNVR bar and get eight different kinds on tap as well. Delicious Breckenridge brew all over the place. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you. And we also have Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for quite a long time now. You can head on over to dnvrmortgage.com to get yourself set up, not only with a free consultation to talk about your home loan, but also for a... Mm, Oh, yeah, free DNVR merch. That's right. That's what I forgot about. You can win free DNVR merch from Chevalier Mortgage just for heading on over to their website and signing up. I'm sure you've probably heard about the great mortgage rates that are out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Sure, they do have those phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks to so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. Again, they're a fall small family business. They're local, just like us here at DNVR. Supporting our partners is supporting us. So head to dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 to get all set up. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ had to step out for just a second. He will be back in a minute. But talking about Sam Bennett today, 
it's an interesting conversation. When AJ gets back, we'll dive into some of the advanced statistics. But the reason Sam Bennett becomes interesting is he helps round out what the ads are developing. And sure, let's start with Jost for Sam Bennett. The conversation here is if you are bringing on Sam Bennett, the assumption is you're going to bring him on to then follow up by protecting him in the expansion draft, right? If you're bringing him in for JT Confer, it's going to create this situation where you have to make a decision of you're either exposing probably Tyson Jost or Valnachushkin to protect Sam Bennett, or you're exposing Bennett, which you could do, but it's it's kind of illogical to trade for a guy that's an RFA that can remain on your team to then just turn around and expose him in the expansion draft. Um, so if you do end up trading him for Jost, that's one way that the Avs can make this work as far as protection is. We're operating under the assumption that they want to protect Jost. Sam Bennett can kind of slip into that role. Uh, but it again, expecting things in the expansion draft can be tough, but you make it work a little bit easier with Tyson Jost. And it makes sense, obviously, for Calgary to get a younger player with, with upside, some potential there. Um, wanting to trade Sam Bennett for Sam Bennett doesn't really make any sense for Calgary. <laughs> so that's uh, that's concerning, vaguely sober. I, uh, I, maybe we shouldn't go to the expansion draft now or, or whoever's working the cameras at the expansion draft. Be sure to catch vaguely sober doing that for the memes. <laughs> um, anyway, working on Sam Bennett getting into effective time on ice as AJ is back here. AJ, are, are you ready to dive into why Sam Bennett actually makes sense? I can't unmute you. You're muted. Nice. Let's um, basically the on ice impacts are exactly the kind of thing that they look for. Sure. Um, you look at what he's doing right now in Calgary. This is actually his last year uh, in the 50 games that he played in arguably his least effective year with Bennett on the ice. That plus 7% is pretty good. It's not crazy. It's not like, holy crap. And look at the effective areas of the ice, right? Like yeah. uh, most of his shots production or expected goals is getting generated in the slot area where you would like a grinder to get in there and do the work. Yeah. It's all of that is good. And then if you look at the offense without him, it's still pretty good. Like Calgary's offense is just a little bit above average because that's where the baseline percentages are coming from is league average. Relative to league average, with Bennett, they're at a plus 7%. Without him, they're at a plus 3%. So a little bit worse, but still pretty good. So Bennett, good, not great, not amazing, but a solid impact. Does make Calgary's offense better when he's on the ice. Right, drives drives play better. Now, if you look at the defense with Bennett, you're going to see something that you really like. First of all, it's a negative number, negative 2%. Not amazing. This is not like... Oh my God, he's incredible! But good. This is this is solid. Same for same kind of, or rather, 
the inverse of the offensive side, the big blue swath. He's preventing a lot of shots from the slot area. Yeah. You have to, you have to like where the, you have to, these are, these are good results. These are just good results. And then if you look at the defense without him, this is quite a bit different without, without Bennett at all on the ice at plus 4%, they are below average. They're bad. It's a bad team defense with Bennett negative 2%. Not again, not amazing. Not going to knock your socks off, but these, these are the exact kind of analytical finds that Colorado has excelled at finding the last couple of years. Guys that other teams were looking to move on from for whatever reason, whether it be cap reasons, role reasons, disappointment, whatever. This is exactly the kind of profile that we have seen with guys like Burkowski and Nichushkin the last couple of years. <clears throat> Are you playing a little bit of money puck there? Yeah, definitely. Because you're looking at, I mean, you're also looking at a guy that's 24 years old and is unhappy where he is. And it's obvious that that relationship is fractured. There yep. isn't really you're not you're not in love with what they've got going on. Sure. It, I I do have some questions about how the Avs can make him happy, but we can answer that in a third period. Uh, for now, I want to keep looking at his on-ice impacts for the Evs. Great. Last year, he did improve Calgary when he was on the ice. He made his team better, but one year of production, particularly a short year, I think Bennett only played in 52 games last year. Uh, yeah. It's not enough to say that this is a consistently what you can expect out of a player. Yeah. Um, there needs to be a little bit more than that underlying, and I believe there is. Yeah, but so if you look at his entire career, the entire career snapshot of his underlying numbers will tell you that this is a guy that consistently generates a little bit of offense. Uh, he drives. He drives play. Uh, he does a good job of driving play, and defensively, it's never it's never elite. It never blows you away, but it's solid for sure. It consistency across the board, right, is is something you're going to be looking for for a depth addition. And if we have Gerard or not Gerard, sorry, he's also a Sam. Uh, if we have Bennett's numbers here, uh, you can see. I think particularly on the offensive side, over the last handful of years, he's really taken strides forward. Yeah. Um. His lowest is this year at, at plus three point eight, and that's in what like twelve games or something. So yeah, it's eleven games, and it's not um, like it's it's there's there's clearly a problem there. Like he's not he's not playing very well. He doesn't want to be there. This is one of those things when a guy's not committed to the cause, it shows. And I mean, if it, if he's not committed to the cause and still. Uh, above average helping you impact player. You got to be feel pretty good about it. Given his last couple of years floating around that five plus number offensively. Well, and it, and it makes you, it makes you wonder like, okay, what happens if he gets that fresh start? He gets into a role. He's a little more happy. He's a little happier with, and in a style that maybe fits his a little bit better. You know, he's not being asked to do something that maybe he doesn't want to do. Sure. 
Um, that's That would be speculation on my part. What we do know is that he's unhappy and he wants a change. And when a guy, you know, when a guy wants out, he wants out. And yep. it's very normal for there to be production dips from guys who are just like, please, can I just get the hell out of Dodge? For sure. And, you know, Calgary, right now, it's really hard to move money. It's really hard to move anything in the league. Uh, so they're this, you know, this is a tough spot to be in. This might not even be a thing that happens this season. This might be a conversation that's more appropriate for the summer when teams have a little bit more flexibility. They have a better idea of what the cap is going to be. Because Bennett is an RFA, because he's only 24, you are talking about this guy being somebody that you want to commit at least the next couple of years to. You at least want to get him into his UFA years. Right. And see, you know, kind of how how it's going to go for him. Uh, when exactly... Uh, he hits UFA. I would I would have to actually double check, but uh, he's 24. I think this is his sixth year in the NHL, so he would only have another year. Off the top of my head, he would only have one more RFA year. Yeah, because he he entered right away at 18, right? So yeah, at 25 would be year seven. Um, yeah. Here here are his statistics for the current season, or yeah. rather his underlying impacts. As you see, power play doesn't really exist. Um, penalty kill doesn't really exist. He's not yep. really he's just not playing enough to do anything on those uh, on those units as we talked about. Yeah. It, but again, maybe you know, plus one on the defensive side, not amazing, but not terrible. And then plus four on the offensive side, particularly for an Avs bottom six that has not produced particularly well outside of Jonas Donskoy this year. Um, there are there are avenues to where you can start to see this make sense, but again, sticking to Sam Bennett, the hockey player, right now. How how effective is he? Is he a legitimate third line player in the NHL? Not not with the Avs, not with Calgary, just. On average, is this a third-line player? I think so. Okay, I definitely think so. Yeah, I think that this is a guy he can get. You can you can reasonably expect him to give you twenty-five points and ten to twelve-ish goals. Um, you look at you look at his shooting percentages in his career; they've been pretty stable. Uh, career average is at ten point two, but right now he's at six point three this year. But all the other years, uh, except for the one, he had one down year at seven. All the others have been right in the 10 or higher range. Yeah. 9.8, 10.6, 11.3. Had one career high year at 13. Yeah. And at like 13, you're not talking about like, it's like two goals. Yeah. And, and those are the maximums, right? Like realistically, he had one year at 13 and one year at seven as the like outliers of his career. And most of them, guess what? Fall right in the middle at 10. Mm-hmm. So. A reasonable expectation for him to shoot about 10% in his career. In a full season, he's regular averaging about 120-ish shots. Yeah. Guys can give you 10 to 12 goals. All of these these are reliable indicators of a decent bottom six guy. Yep. The fact that he's not a center hurts his value to the avalanche, um, hurts kind of the interest. But... The Matt Calvert concussion, I think, 
is the key component of this conversation and where he fits on the abs. Um, I think I think the appeal is a gritty player, uh, a hard-nosed player that brings a certain edge. We all like Val Nichushkin. We all appreciate what Val Nichushkin is and is not. One thing that he doesn't really do is he doesn't really impact the game physically. Yep. Um, he uses his body effectively, but he's not out there. You know, he's not going to be out there hitting and bring kind of an edge to his game. He's a very quiet guy. And the one time that somebody challenged him to a fight. He can't fight. He got the shit kicked out of him. Like <laughs> he, he stood there and just took punches. Um, when you get speed bagged by somebody that badly at that size, nobody's really ever going to be afraid of you again. So Nachushkin just does not do that. And I think the appeal of Bennett is that he's a guy who you kind of get the offensive version of Bennett uh, of Nachushkin. You get a decent defensive player, but you get more of a play driver. Nachushkin's not much of a as much of a play driver as he is like a play preventer. He's sure. more his his appeal is more about the He's, suppression. He stops the other team. He doesn't force the puck the other direction. Like the 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 puck goes offensively because he takes the puck away from the other team and moves it that way, but he doesn't do much with it. Sure. Now you look at Nichushkin's offense last year, and hey, you look at you look at the uh, offense this year. Nichushkin has more points than Bennett does. Three to two, at this the same moment. number of games played. So it's not it's not so much about improving Bennett or on on Nichushkin as it is sort of recreating him. And yeah. because you don't need to, him to do the special team stuff, you can let Jost do that. You can let Nichushkin do that. What you do is you decide, hey, our bottom six is not going to have distinct third and fourth lines. They're both going to be third lines and you bring him in and you drop him on the left side of either one of those units. I don't personally care which put him next to Tyson Jost and you have two great play drivers right uh, next to each other where you're really talking about a fourth line that is going to play more than most other fourth lines in the league. Yep. It's, you start to see a fit there when you talk about that gritty side. I do want to get more into this, but we do have to take our second period break with DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Yes, we already told you about the pick of the week, but if you want to get in on even more action, time to hammer the over for the Nuggets game coming up on Valentine's Day. Nuggets versus Lakers. I don't. I think we're basically done. Like I don't think we can even hammer the over that much more than it was. The over was down to 34 points yesterday. So at this point, by hammering the over, you're just winning yourself free money by betting on this. So just go bet on the Nuggets Lakers over because they're giving away money. I I don't know if it's to zero yet, but that's the goal. We want to get the over to zero points and see just how low it is capable of doing. For every thousand people that opt in, you get one point lowered on the over. Again, Sunday, 214 game, Lakers Nuggets. Jump on it, bet whatever you want on it because you're pretty much guaranteed to get your money back at this point and, and then some. So 
Why not hammer the over? Hashtag hammer the over on social to spread the word. Go help everyone win some free money. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Use that DNVR code when you sign up to get a bunch of awesome bonuses, including up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings sportsbook. Rudo and AJ here. So we've started getting into the conversation of how he would fit with Colorado. We mentioned it earlier. What is a realistic price here? Is Tyson Jost one for one a realistic price? Um, because of the because of the cost involved, I think it's, it would be close just because of the contracts. Sure. Um, but the Avs, you know, I don't. The Avs can't just take on salary like that anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I mean. We see we're seeing teams finagle LTIR in some mysterious ways, but sure, right. Um, I think I think read the what Friedman said in the radio hit that kind of started all of this is that they want a player in a sim of a similar age and maybe a pick, and so, so throwing a later round pick or something. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're looking at Jost or you're looking at Comfer because Comfer is a little closer in age, uh, Jost is super young still. Yep. Uh, but if you're looking at if you're looking at Comfer as as kind of the guy, you know, that's, it's a little bit of money. It's a little extra money, but it's not it's not onerous. And these are. The last three years, uh, I, I pulled these up just out of curiosity, mostly. Um, Sam Bennett against JT Comper. These these couple of guys here. Yep. Uh, this is the eighteen nineteen season where you see Bennett's got a little bit of the advantage there. Bennett has a little bit of the advantage here. Um, just a better analytic uh, underlying analytics guy. You have to think though that hey, Confer Confer scores goals, man. Uh, he he gets he gets offense in a way that Bennett has not been able to. You look at the defensive and relative teammate side though, and I think that's where you're starting to see Sam Bennett pull away from Confer, right? It, yeah, his expected goal shares, his the on ice goals for are expected, it, those are. are pumping up for Sam Bennett because of the effective defensive play yeah. where he's not expected to give up as many goals as JT Confer on the ice. Yeah. And then this year um, where both guys, you, you would say that both guys haven't been very good. Um, I tossed in, I tossed in a wave chart, which are great to look at, but Oh my gosh, is that the slowest website in history? <laughs> I know it takes so long to load in. Yeah. I, and as always, take small sample sizes with a grain of salt. Yeah. Both guys have played 11 games. Like, you yeah. got to just kind of chill, you know? So, um, I don't know. I don't know if Kale has it I somewhere think, back is there. Is it this yeah. one? That, yeah. That's the one, the wave. Yeah. Some... That's this year. Uh, and you see Confer's, Confer's defensive metrics have been better. Um, uh, Bennett is driving more offense. Yep. 
pretty consistent with what we've talked about with Bennett's overall profile. He's gonna drive. He's gonna drive play offensive, offensively, more than he's going to prevent it. But it's not that he prevents it at a bad level. This right. year has not been. It's he's not off to a great start. Uh, we've, but it's not disastrous. It's not like oh my god, this is a huge problem. For sure, it. So, <clears throat> is is JT Comfort realistic target? Is is there a way the Avs make this trade work? Moving JT Comfort then? Um, I'm. I mean, they're they're right there, age wise. And if all they would need, and and if they said, hey, that's not enough, we need an extra pick. I'd be a little annoyed. Comfort has, you know, he's a little more expensive, but he's also outscored Bennett most of their years in the in the league, and you know, Comfort. Is he does play center? He's this is this is a guy who's actually playing center. Yep. You can look at all of his underlying analytics, and you can argue that he's not doing it particularly well. And that's <laughs> totally fair. That's a fair point. Uh, but he's also a guy that uh, has some goal scoring ability, uh, and and does play both special teams units consistently for Colorado. Again. So- not necessarily at a really high level, but does it? And teams value that. Teams look at that, especially a team like Calgary that likes the try hard. You you do all of this. Um, that is what I what I would like about this. It it gets them out from under the the comfort contract. Um, yeah. Not that not that it's particularly onerous. It's really not that bad. Um, but it, it moves them out of that, and it gets them a guy in Bennett who plays kind of the profile that you want in the postseason. And to be honest with you, this is a, this is a dude that plays the kind of playoff game that Comfer has a reputation for, but does not really live up to. It's here's the thing about Comfer. There, I think Comfer has the pesty vibe side of it, right? Mm-hmm. He's after whistles. He's he'll face wash a guy. He'll he'll do that little extra chip in to to get on people's nerves. But during play, he's not the guy throwing out hits. He's not the guy that has that particularly physical side that a Sam Bennett would. Right. Um, I do have a couple of extrapolating questions here. First of all, being expansion draft. If you're going out and getting Sam Bennett for JT Comfer the assumption is you're acquiring a player to protect him in expansion. Yeah. And you, you would definitely do that because we've, and we've talked about this Colorado of their top six, they protect five of them right off the top. Yep. Um, even though Landis Cog's an expiring UFA, you don't need to be, you don't get cute with that nonsense. You protect Landis Cog, you don't protect sod. Uh, and then that gives you two forward spots to protect. So you just, protect Bennett. You just use one of them on Bennett and probably the other one on Jost. So, or Donskoy. So in... Whichever one. Yeah, either, whatever. It's fine. Uh, to be honest, you would probably, in that case, you would protect Jost to save the money. Right. Um, right. And then if you... Because then, in this case, they've traded away Confer. They got rid of that three and a half. They've got to sign both Jost and Bennett this offseason. They could give them the same contracts that they gave to Natushkin, give them right in the range of two and a half million each, assuming that they each will produce offensively eventually to to a twenty five ish point pace across yeah. the regular season. Right, um, and then 
Confirmed so Donskoy's contracts would cover that, yeah. Well, and then and then Donskoy becomes prime expansion, expansion bait. bait. Yep. And then if they were to lose that, that's three point nine. Then they've 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 cleared out a little over seven million dollars between Confer and Donskoy's contracts, and they've spent five million re-signing Bennett and Jost. Yep. And then then you have a bottom six with Bennett, Jost, and Nachushkin that you can kind of build around three guys with really strong analytics. So my other question, and this is my big apprehension, and I know where this conversation is going to go, but I have to ask it anyway. Maybe. Martin Couch, Shane Bowers. When you're talking about bringing in players to play those roles. I don't know. I mean, the only, the only reason that we're talking about this is because the abs were looking into it. Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's it. Uh, the abs have had every opportunity to play both those cats and they move on from it. You know, we're, we're excited about Logan O'Connor. We agree Logan O'Connor's earned a job. He should be able to do that. But Logan O'Connor has a long way to go before you can say that he's an NHL player to the caliber of even a Sam Bennett or a Tyson Jost. Yeah. I, he has, not, he still has to prove it, all of it. Logan O'Connor is not an everyday NHL player yet. Is, so, is, is he have a lineup spot right now? Sure. Totally. But if that dude plays 20 games without scoring, he shelled and dries. It's it's a long way to go there. And I I just wonder why spend two and a half million on Sam Bennett when you could potentially give that role as far as offensive production is concerned, Martin Kaut should be fully capable of, of providing you that. You know I'm with you. I know, I know, but we have to bring up the counter argument. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that I would be all for it. Um, and maybe the maybe what they do is is maybe the Bennett. This is what again, maybe the Bennett thing is an off season conversation and not an in season one. When he's he's an expiring RFA, uh, and he <clears throat> he doesn't want to resign another deal in Calgary. He waits all off season. Whatever. It's a lot easier to move guys. It will be a lot easier to move guys in the off season than it is right now. For sure. When teams get out from under some of the constraints of the unexpected COVID cap, there and, will still be constraints league wide, but they will have had a year to plan for it, so they won't be nearly as restrictive. There's also the argument in that offseason that the Avs roster may be a little bit more clear on what spots are available, mm-hmm. given the ex- expectation that Calvert is out, Belmar is out. If you wait till post expansion draft, you'll know which piece you've lost as far mm-hmm. as the Avs are concerned. Yeah. Um, then you can, in my opinion, it's significantly easier to see if there really is room for Sam Bennett on this on this roster or not. Um, yeah, and uh, look, if all, if all it's going to cost is JT Comfer and... A fifth maybe, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Even, if it's, even if it's a middle prospect, like... Sure. Like... It, you can see you can at least see or where <clears throat> you can at least see where the picture is starting to make sense. Yep. You know, the the question of well who plays three C then probably just becomes Jost or Belmar. Yeah. Since it sounds like Belmar's on his way back, which yeah. major bullet dodged for him. Yeah, I am legitimately surprised his knee isn't ruined. Yeah, I'm I was so worried that we just watched him play his last NHL game. And I was like, it, that's, 
I was not happy about that. Yeah. So thrilled that Belly is feeling better, and it looks like he's on his way back. Which, since we're in that topic, news also sounds like Devontae's will be good to go when the Avs start practicing. Apparently, tomorrow, Thursday. It's Wednesday. It, it's Wednesday. Shit. Tomorrow. <laughs> it is Wednesday, my dudes. Um, I, w- I thought they weren't going to practice till Friday, but I guess they're practicing. They're not supposed to. But... Yeah, I know, but you know the NHL just makes up the rules as they go, it seems. Uh, anyway, you can expect those three to be back, that being McKinnon, Taves, and Belmar. Uh, I saw a question in chat. The the Avs won't be playing anyone if Vegas has to uh, has to pause their season. At, at that point, they'll probably just reschedule those Arizona and St. Louis games. Yeah, right. Just put them in the gap that is suddenly opened up. Yeah, if they, if something happens with this Vegas, the upcoming Vegas weekend, you just reschedule Arizona and St. Louis on the fly and be like, okay, you guys can stop playing each other. <laughs> so I think at the moment they're scheduled to play their seven. Seven games in a row for them. That's just They will have played an entire playoff series. Yes, I love that idea. Invite (laughs) San Jose to Tahoe. Free win, please. The Avs need an outdoor win still. So (laughs) they're 0 for 2 in that category. They're actually going to find a way to go this whole season without wearing the reverse retro, aren't they? Yeah, that's what this is all about. <laughs> they made an awesome jersey, and the universe doesn't want them to put it on. Yeah, we'll never be able to go back to the abs regular Walmart blue helmets that they wear <laughs> on their home kits now. Oh, the helmets are so bad. Uh, so yeah, I mean, wrapping up the Sam Bennett conversation. Is is there a conversation around Tyson Jost for the trade? Because I thought it made more sense to trade Jost than Confer, to be honest with you. It's just money. Um, I, I Avs, understand. It doesn't make sense for the Avs to do that. Because you have a guy that's in a legitimate, like he's in the middle of a breakout in a, in a specialized role. Like he's replacing Belmar right now. So um, I would not... You've waited all this time for Tyson Jones to finally look good in a specific role, and now that he has, you want to move him. I, I would not do that personally. Okay, I, I would the, not do it for a more expensive version of Tyson Jost. I mean, that's the one thing. The money is the question mark for me, right? Because, especially if this is an off-season move, you're looking at Tyson Jost getting a raise. Yeah, is Again, it more like the offensive production? Fight. Yeah, right. It, if if Jost continues to put up one point every ten games, he's not getting raised. But right, he's going to have a five point season, and then he's getting another qualifying offer. Yeah, <laughs> um, you don't give a shit what his analytics look like at that point. You need yeah. help. Yep. So I have not bought a new hat. I have not decided. Um, I am in major need of some retail therapy right now. And this is the weirdest humble brag. And, you know, I'm just not even going to say it out loud. Um, I'm just not even going to say it out. Yeah, I'm not even going to say it out loud. I, all I'm going to say is I I need some major retail therapy. And I am. AJ's got a stimmy check burning a hole in his pocket right now. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it's on my desk right in front of me. 
<laughs> it went it went through it hit the bank account uh did the direct deposit through the phone and all that and it's just like I'm not buying an $80 hat. I don't care how many stimmy checks the government gives me. I am not buying a goddamn $80 hat. Ooh, At some point, hat. there's there's a there is a a limit. So I what's don't, up? I don't think AJ hates himself enough to buy a McLaren hat. I mean, there are choices you make in life. McLaren, not a good one. AJ, so somebody somebody suggested an N7 hat, and yesterday, and it's yeah. Like, as if he didn't already have one. <laughs> well, and it's I I don't, but I have a Mass Effect tattoo, so it's like covered that base permanently. I got I got a four hundred and fifty dollar, five hundred dollar, I don't even remember anymore tattoo Mass Effect tattoo years ago. Ooh, so man. AJ has we did hat suggestions yesterday yeah. on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> We got quite a few. Personally, I was a fan of the the visor with hair, the like blonde haired wig visor. But I knew AJ would never go for that. Uh, <laughs> visors. What am I, a fucking golfer? Yeah. No, dude. Exactly. Be sure to like and subscribe. Hit that bell to get notifications so you can come on every show and tell AJ which hat to buy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I need some retail therapy too. So if there are other suggestions for people, for things that people are spending money on, there you go. Hit me. The man I don't needs think they make Fire Emblem gear. I bet they do in Japan, but yeah. probably not in the states. <laughs> all right. On that note, we appreciate all of y'all being here, talking in the live chat. Hopefully, we've convinced a few of you that Sam Bennett might be a reasonable option. And it's it's funny we just did we just did 15 minutes on this and my my takeaway is I would not do it. Yeah, I but if it happens, this is where the logic is. And especially when you consider how heavy a role the analytics department has played in a lot of these moves where they get these guys that do something specific and they fit very specific roles. In Colorado, it's how they built their roster. It's how they identified guys like Burakovsky and Nachushkin and Taves anyway. It's... I'm not a particular fan of of Sam Bennett's, but the underlyings are solid enough. The, the question for me here is, here's where I think Sam Bennett becomes valuable to the Avs. If you're moving JT Comfer for him in a couple of months at the deadline or whatever there's a real good chance the Avs are going to have a much better idea, or at least hopefully conversations have started with Kale McCarr about how much you're paying him. Hopefully you have a solid idea of what Gabe Landeskog is going to be making, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a future show. I'm just going to put this out there, but every time I have talked to somebody involved in that, I, I swear to God they have a deal done. Just waiting to sign it. Yeah. yeah. They're they're just waiting to make sure that the salary cap is what they think the salary cap is gonna be. But I I I every single time, and I've asked Sakic about it twice during press conferences, and both times that's like as confident an answer as I've ever gotten out of that man about pretty much anything. Uh he just does not seem even remotely worried about it to the point where I've it's purely it is 
purely speculation on my part. So I want I want to be very clear about that. But the feeling that I've gotten every time I've tried to look into the Landis contract extension is that both sides are like just waiting to sign the papers. Basically, we're pretty confident that we know where this is headed, and so I think that there's either they have an agreement or they have the framework of something and they're just waiting at this point to make sure that the salary cap number is what they believe it to be. And cause both sides, both sides just seem way too comfortable for this. Cause this is this, I mean, think about the, if this was Toronto, if this was Austin Matthews last year and he hadn't signed a deal halfway through the season or whatever, wouldn't, I mean, the people would be freaking out. It's all they would be talking about. But instead, Gabe Landeskog is going into free agency this summer. Right now, he has no deal signed. And it's not something that we ever talk about. Because both sides have expressed such confidence that something's going to get done. I... My personal personal theory here is that they already know what that deal looks like. So, maybe that that information will be readily available. That is where JT Comfer for Sam Bennett the Avs save a million dollars on that swap. Um, yeah, and then a million dollars immediately, and then whatever Bennett's next deal is, probably Which, under three and a half. Yeah, and then we have the, this really oh, quick. The one, the one thing we did not talk about with the Bennett thing, his playoff performance. Yeah, the last solid. two years, the last two years in the playoffs. Okay, eight points in ten games in the playoffs last year. Five points in the five game series against Colorado the year before. Also. And not that this is a meaningful statistic, just more of a holy shit kind of statistic. Sam Bennett had 54 hits in 10 playoff games last year. Sam Bennett's playoff performance lives up to the reputation of JT Comfer's playoff performance yeah. that isn't accurate. <laughs> right. It, it 100%. I, yes. Agreed. All right. Vaguely sober, we'll end with your, uh, with your thing here. Where's Kira? We need Kira to show up because this is a hat made of denim. His recommendation for AJ here. Uh, denim Dude, daddy style. No. <laughs> no. Not feeling it. That is the hardest pass. <laughs> All no, right. That looks like underwear. The inside it, of that it, hat. It does kind of, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that looks like something that, that 100% looks like boxers. <laughs> All right. Well, AJ's not buying it, so one of the denim daddies in chat can go buy it. I appreciate all of you. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume. Highly recommend you do it on YouTube to be a part of this amazing live chat where we have conversations with them every single day, five days a week, plus post games whenever the Avs do start playing hockey again. We appreciate all y'all. We're out of here for this Wednesday, my dudes. We will talk to you again, maybe about Landis Cog tomorrow. <laughs>